was present but didn't participate. I'm Steve Wiley with your two-minute drill on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. The two-minute drill has been powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Strange. Jim Gazzolo sitting in for Nick Fotno, who was sitting in for Kevin Foote. I'm back. You can't get rid of me. The takeover continues. JG from the LC is back for more in Arcadiana. How's that? I don't even know how to do that. I can't even I can't even pull that off. All right, it's just a couple extra minutes here. So um I I was not prepared for this. This is exciting time. I think it's hilarious. They just keep pulling me back in. That's all. I just stay. Kevin Foot is out for the day. Nick Fontenot is coming in. I am still here. Hannah Five Names is still across the way. We just keep going and going and going. This is a fun time, guys. Is it? Is it really yes. a fun time? And magically, <laughs> everything stays the same. Is it time to switch? Okay, we're going to switch now. Magic so time! I'm back, I'm back on my way to Lake Charles. <laughs> Nick Fontenot is in. Let me get out of your way here, Nick. We'll do this as politely as we can. A smooth transition. This is a great time, guys. This is how live radio really works. You're Thank hearing God, it here first. Right here. Jim, thanks for sticking around for a few <laughs> extra minutes. I got stuck behind a train on the way over here. Right. You know, that's the worst when you're, like, you're driving. You have, uh, you have somewhere to be, and you're, you're like you're, you're pushing it anyway, right? right. Like, even if the train wouldn't have been there, I'd have been here probably, I don't know, maybe three or four minutes ago, which is still, like, not good. <laughs> like I should have been here way before that, but uh, but yeah. So it's anyway, fun. and then I, I'm like, man, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna be there on time, and then I get behind a train, and uh, and I didn't make it, but I, I I was I was close, and and then I got I got on the road right here on the side. And I, I must have been going 100 miles an hour trying to get here, and then uh, I didn't I didn't quite make it. <laughs> so anyway, we're here. How's it going? I'm Nick Fontenot. I'm filling in for Kevin Foote today on Footnotes, and we are going to I'm going to try to do the show that Foote does. I know Foote does a little bit different oh, no. of a show than what is normally on. Uh, his, his show's a little different than the other ones. He kind of focuses mostly on Astros nowadays focuses a lot on Cajuns, and of course he focuses a lot on the Saints. And so that's pretty much what I want to get into. I, I do have some opinions on LSU. I might touch on the Jaden Daniels stuff. I know you guys were talking about that in, in the last hour. So I'll probably, I'll probably touch on that uh, if you guys want to. But you can give me a call on the game hotline, 337-706-0111. It's three ones. Yes. Zero. One one one. I'm here in the game studio with Hannah Five Names, and it's it's a crazy morning, and it reminds me of a, sto- a good a good Kevin Foot story. Uh, a few years ago, this is probably about ten years ago. Kevin Foot and I were covering a Saints game. I believe they were playing the Panthers. It was a night game, and we get to the Superdome, and 
uh, Kevin is getting his stuff together. Kevin's an old school guy, so this is even 10 years ago. So this is even more old school than today. So the 2022 old school is is not quite as old school as 2010. Like Kevin's still getting into Twitter. He's still getting into the internet even in 2010, 2011. Oh, no. So we get to the Superdome. And Kevin's getting his set up out. He gets his notes. He has his notebook, his folders. He does everything by hand. He keeps the score by hand. He keeps all the stats. Now, keep in mind, at the Superdome, they have a crew of about 15 people that walk around and give you all the stats you need. Every stat, every every play is given to you. So you don't have to write anything down. They're taking care of it for you, but not Kevin. Mm-hmm. Kevin has everything down, handwritten. And so he's getting all his notes down. He's got everything, and he's getting ready to write our story. So we're both writing a story. He's writing the main story. I'm writing a side story on the Saints playing the Panthers. He gets ready to write a story. He opens up his bag. He does not have his computer. He didn't bring his computer. And so we're, we're in a bind now because we're up against the deadline. It's, it's a night game. It, it, playing the Panthers is a night game, and the deadline's in like an hour. The game just ended, and we got to get our stories in. And so I, say, so I look in my bag, and I say, Kevin, You'd never believe this. I have an extra computer. So I I brought two computers. I, I don't know why I did that, but he didn't have his computer. So I had two computers. He had zero computers, <laughs> and it worked out. So I gave him my computer. He was like, this is unbelievable. It was one of the most unbelievable things he'd ever seen because he should have had his computer, and he did it, and I had two computers. Fast forward to today, I, lo- I forgot my computer. This, this morning was just – it was a mess, Hannah. It was a mess. I, this I, is going great I, already. I, I forgot my computer. <laughs> I ran into a tra- I ran in- I didn't run into a train, but I got stuck behind a train. I didn't have enough time to stop at Starbucks to get my normal uplifter. It's just it's it's a it's a crazy morning, but we're gonna try to get it back on track with the Astros. Yes, Astros talk. What Foot would say is a glorious Thursday morning because the Astros got back on track. A great win, three to two. Now I'm a Braves fan. And the Astros and Braves are setting up for a three-game series this weekend. So I really needed the Astros to to win this series because if you if you go by Foot's logic, if they win this series, then they're not going to be quite as focused on the next series, which is what's happening with the Braves because the Braves are are, are are two to one against the Mets right now. They're playing the Mets. They they lost last night, but they're up two to one on the series. They have the fourth game of the series is tonight. If they would win, that means they get a 3-1 series win against the Mets. And so in Foot's logic, they wouldn't quite as be, be as focused. The Astros dropped two games against the White Sox. They won last night, but I needed them to win more games. Because I, I also, I think Foot's kind of crazy in some of the things that he says. But more often than not, the things that he says and the ideas that he have, they, they come to fruition. And they do become true. And so you think about things like when, when Foot says, oh, they're scoring too many runs. And you're like, what are you talking about? More often than not, he's right. Like when the, the, the Braves won 13-1 to on Monday, I was very upset about that because I knew that we had the Mets again the next day. We were up 8-1, to and I was like, that's good. 8-1 to in the seventh, that's enough. And the only reason why I think that is because I've been listening to Foot for 20 years. I mean, I've been listening mm-hmm. to Foot my whole life. And so his logic and the, the crazy uh, theories that he has – have seeped into the way I watch sports. And so when they were up eight, eight to one, I was like, hey, that's good. They scored a few more runs, ended up being 13 to one. I'm like, that's just too many runs. Well, they came back the next day and, and they beat the Mets 5 0. So, in that particular situation, Foot was right. He's not always right, 
But a lot of the logic that he has uh, ends up coming to fruition. So the Astros pick up a big win uh, last night. The Yankees also pick up a big win. And I remember the last time I was here, that's pretty much what, what it is. I mean, the, the Astros are like, what, 15 games up in the division. Nobody's going to catch them in the AL West. But the story of the season is Astros-Yankees. I mean, that's what we're watching. The Yankees have been struggling. The Yankees have lost like 9 of 12. And they're they're on their way down, and Astros are on their way up. So the whole season, it was neck and neck. And now, I mean, it might not be neck and neck anymore. It might be the Astros are the clear-cut best team in the league. What do you think about that, Hannah? I mean, yeah. I mean, I did. Of those nine, you say, that the Yankees lost, I took four of those against them. Nice. Right? And Paul did not call back, by the way, after that <laughs> until he realized that the series was over. But, yeah, I mean, we're only 11 games behind them. But, yeah, Foots theories are right. So, like, for me, I am scared a little bit for our series coming up because we just won 11-7 to yesterday. And now we have a day off today, but then we're playing this weekend, and I'm like, <laughs> right. maybe that was too many runs, but, you know, Otani had to help it out and make it not as – large of a gap with this two-run homer in the bottom. And I was like, nah, man, why do you do that to me? Yeah, sometimes sometimes you need you need the 11. Like, you know, like sometimes you'll need that. 11 to 7 is not bad. Now, if it was 11 to 1 or 13 to 1 like the Braves won, but they ended up coming back and, and winning 5 nothing. So it's, it's not 100% that his theories are always right, but for the most part, for the most part it is. So uh, I'm worried about the Astros series coming up with the Braves. The Braves – uh, usually play the Astros very well. In fact, just last season, they beat them in the World Series. So the Braves are not scared of the Astros. I'm not scared of the Astros. I just know that the Astros are more than likely the best team in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. They have another game against the White Sox. They they have to win that game. And if they don't, then I think they're going to be way more motivated than, than the Braves are because the Braves are playing the Mets. The Braves are putting it all on the line against the Mets. We're four and a half, four and a half back on the Mets, and every game right now against the Mets is crucial. So they won the first two, lost one. If you remember last weekend, the Mets and Braves played. The Mets took four or five from the Braves. So that really opened up that gap in the division. Braves are trying to come back into the division. And and beating the Mets, sweeping the Mets would have been great. You can't do that. But winning three or four is really going to put you in position to win the division. Now, I know a lot of people are saying that the, the Braves really have no chance to win the division, and that's probably true I mean the Mets pitching is really good and it's going to take a lot for the Braves to, to overcome that so a lot of Braves fans are just happy with being the wild the wild card team uh, getting into the wild card and, and having a chance because wild card teams win the World Series I mean we've seen yeah. it before so they're not out of it if they get that but man I just I hate the Mets so much I almost hate the Mets more than I hate you know the Falcons or any team in the NFL because I just the the Mets they're not they're not like a an equal rival or whatever. They're just always like a stick in the in the crawl. They're always like trying to ruin whatever I got going on and they're always like just not as good as they think they are and they always have this this season where they they're they're good in in April and May and June and then at the end they fall off and the whole season you have to hear about how good they are. This is what happened that's what's happening this year. This whole season, we have to hear about how good their pitching is and Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer and their lineup. And you hear the trumpets with Edwin Diaz when he comes out. You just hear about the Mets, the Mets, the Mets. And then at the end, they don't get it done. And it's like their fans don't remember that. Like when they're in the middle of it, 
their fan Mets fans are like, hey, this is it. Like we're good. We're the best team in the league. We're gonna get it. And then you, as a Braves fan or a fan of any other team, an Astros fan, you look at a Mets fan and you're like, but don't y'all don't y'all go back on the history? Can't you can't you see what's about to happen? Like this is, happens every year. The Mets haven't won the World Series since '86. They've been in two World Series since '86, and they didn't win them. Like this is what happens with the Mets. They're good in the in the beginning. They fall off in the end. And it it seemed like that was going to happen again this season. And then they kind of when they they won that series against the Braves, it kind of reversed the course a little bit. But that's that's what just upsets me about the Mets, and that's why I can't stand the Mets is because their fans just think that the season is going to go a different way. And it's like. Until it happens, you can't sit here and have that confidence. You can't sit here and and be the uh, the braggadocious type of fan until it actually happens. Until the Mets get over that hump, and, and until that happens, I, I can't give any credence to anything that's going on right now. So they could be the best team in the league. Max Scherzer is Hall of Fame pitcher. They got pitching out the wazoo, if you will. I, I'm not buying it. I'm not. I'm not all in on the Mets. I still think. The Mets got to do it when it matters. They have to get it done in the playoffs. They have to get it done in October. And until they do, until they get over that hump, until they win a World Series, I'm not sold on the Mets. I'm just not. And as a Braves fan, I'm even more not sold on the Mets because they're a division rival and they're my most hated team in the whole league. So I'm not giving the Mets any credence. I'm not uh, over here signing off on, on the Mets winning the World Series or, or being a good team or even, even winning the National League pennant. Because I think that there are lots of teams in the National League that can get it done, mainly the Dodgers. I also think if you get in the playoffs, the Mets don't want to see the Braves. I mean, that's just one team that they just they they don't want any part of in a, in a playoff series. The Mets pitching is top notch. I mean, they have one, two, three at the top of their pitching rotation. That's as good or better than anybody in the league. Edwin Diaz on the back end is being lights out. He's also fun. I mean, the trumpet thing is fun. I, I got to give him that. Even though I hate the Mets, I am obsessed with the trumpets. I, I watch the trumpets. I watch the him running out onto the field. Like, anytime he does it, it becomes a big social media thing on TikTok and whatever social media you're on, and it becomes a thing. People are out there watching the trumpets. And so I'm in. I'm in on the trumpets. Not in on Edwin Diaz and the Mets, but I'm in on the whole show of him running out on the field, the cameraman running right behind him, the trumpets going on, the fans going crazy. Like, that's, that's a fun thing. And I can objectively look at that and, and say, hey, look, I enjoy that, even though it's the Mets, even though he does it against the Braves. Like, those, those types of things, I can, I can look past it being on the Mets and actually enjoy it. So this is Footnotes. Started off rocky. Right, it was a rocky start, but we're gonna settle in. We're gonna take some phone calls. We'll talk about the Saints um, after the timeout. Three three seven seven zero six zero one 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 is the number. Call in, give me your thoughts. We can talk about anything you want. We have fantasy football coming up in the second hour. We're gonna have a two segment with uh, with the guru talking about fantasy football, and uh, and we'll take your calls on that. You can ask any questions, and we'll come back and we'll hit on the Saints a little bit. This is footnotes. I'm Nick Fontenot filling in for Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 104, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Johnson throws, Boutte's got it wide open at the 10, far side, he's in for the score. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. 
Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. And you're home for the LSU Tigers. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to hook you up with our latest Astros weekend getaway. The red-hot Houston Astros take on the Baltimore Orioles Saturday, August 27th, and you can be there. Register in the game clubhouse to score four tickets, a tour of Minute Maid Park, and hotel accommodations that Saturday night. Astros weekend getaways, powered by Butcher AC, La Meridian, Houston downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Look out in the street there. You know what you don't see? My car. Because I had to sell it to pay the lawyer I hired when I got busted for drunk driving. Know what else you don't see? My girlfriend. Who decided that a guy with no car and no license and no money was no fun. Cops are out there cracking down on drunk driving all across the country. And they'll see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Brought to you by the Louisiana Highway Safety Commission. Fantasy football isn't just a game. It's a way of life. And with the NFL Fantasy app, your life just got way better. Get all the touchdowns, fantasy points, and bragging rights all in one place. It's free and easy to play. Just sign up and draft. Optimize your lineup with one click and watch exclusive player stories. From the stars you know to sleepers who can win you your league. NFL Fantasy. We live for this. Download the NFL Fantasy app today. I try to save money when I can, but lately, I've been stretching my dollars so much, I'm getting a cramp. That's why I'm glad I went to Kohl's for great back-to-school deals, like kids' clothes for under $7, sheets for just $9.99, and the cutest jeans for under $20. Plus, I earned Kohl's cash, so when times are tight, get to Kohl's. Select styles ends August 21st. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Community is when you walk in a business and they know you by name. These local businesses are proud to call Acadiana home. They're proud to be certified South Louisiana. If you're looking for the best flooring from the local people who serve you right every time, pull into Carpet Mills Outlet off University in Karen Grove. Oh, that's the real deal. That's Carpet Mills Outlet in Karen Grove. The real deal in local flooring. When you need an electrician, you want someone fair, dependable, on time, and thorough. And Mr. Electric is exactly who you're looking for. Our technicians deliver honest, upfront pricing, quality service, and one of the best warranties in the business. Call Mr. Electric or visit mrelectric.com slash Lafayette. Visit Mattress Gallery for the ultimate sleep experience, carrying only the highest quality brands in bedding from Sealy, Stearns & Foster, and tempur I will personally help you find the perfect fit for a great night's sleep. From selection to delivery, it's Mattress Gallery, Cully Saloon Road, across from River Ranch. Support your local community and shop certified South Louisiana. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Benedict Arnold's. Benedict Arnold's. Now, an NFL expansion team that stole a bunch of Saints players and coaches when first created, also known as the Carolina Panthers. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes. Welcome back to Footnotes. I'm Nick Fontenot in for Kevin today and as i said in the first segment i'm gonna try to do uh, my best rendition of kevin's show now i could come and fill in for ray or fill in for the Miguez and mesh guys 
I can come in and fill in those and like do my show because they, those guys just do like a standard radio show. Like Ray just does, you know, sports talk show, and so does Miguez and Mesh in the afternoons. Those are just like standard sports talk shows where you can kind of, uh, you know, ha- have your own uh, open canvas, I guess you can say, uh, of sports talk. But Foot does a little bit different of a show, and I know if, if you guys are listening to Foot. Um, every day, kind of like I do. I kind of tune in. And when I'm in the car, I, I'm putting foot in. Uh, I listen to podcasts most of the day, but if foot's on from 9 to 11, I'm popping that sucker on because he's always got a point to make or a little bit different take on a subject that maybe a, a different angle that I haven't uh, thought about. And uh, I disagree with him a lot, but um, but I also agree with him a lot. He has some pretty good points. So uh, let's talk about the Saints. Uh, I heard the previous uh, bumper as we were coming back in about the, the Arnolds, the Panthers, which foot calls the Panthers the Arnolds because of what happened uh, during the expansion team where they took all the Saints players. I want to talk about the Panthers a little bit because uh, I, I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Panthers. and I know a lot of people are sleeping on the Saints, and I've been screaming it from the mountaintops about the Saints, and I know foot has too. I mean, the Saints are a playoff contender. Right now, if you go to uh, one of your favorite sports books, whichever one that may be, the Saints are over under eight and a half wins for the season. I mean, that seems like it's a lock. Like, they are definitely going to win eight and a half. Now, I've been saying that since the Lions came out. I mean, the Lions came out in, like, I don't know, maybe May or April when, 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 the, when the schedules came out and, and started thinking about how many wins are the Saints going to have, and they said eight and a half? What? I mean, the Saints won nine games last year. The Saints had Taysom Hill at quarterback. The Saints had uh, Trevor Simeon at quarterback. Jameis Winston uh, started a few games. I mean, Ian Book started a game, right? You started four quarterbacks last year, and you won nine games. What in the world would make Vegas think that eight and a half is is the number to go here? Now, now, I've been saying nine and a half should be the number. And and you, you might be thinking, well, that's just one game. That's a big game. Right, that that one game is the difference between nine wins and ten wins, and ten wins is a really good season. I think ten wins is what you need to make the playoffs, as proven. But last year by the Saints winning nine and not making it, I think you need that tenth win. If I were Vegas or Sportsbrook, I would have put the line at nine and a half. But you know those guys uh, in Vegas, those guys that set the lines. They usually have more information than me, so they might be right on with eight and a half. I just think nine and a half is a more reasonable attainable goal, but a lot of people are sleeping on the Saints and everybody in this league is sleeping on the Panthers. And I know Foote hates Baker Mayfield and he thinks Baker Mayfield is the worst quarterback in the league, the worst quarterback to ever be drafted first overall. And he talks so much crap on Baker Mayfield. I'm not like that. I like Baker Mayfield. I think he's a good quarterback. I think last year he was hurt. He was injured. I think this year he's no longer injured. I think the Browns made a mistake in letting him go, and I think he's going to go to the Panthers, and I think he's going to lift them up. I think he's significantly better than Sam Darnold, and so I think the Panthers are going to be an improved team. I was listening to uh, Jim Gazzolo in the previous segment, and he was talking about all the teams in the NFC that are not as good as they were last year. He said the Packers are not as good. The 49ers are not as good. He said the Cowboys are not as good. Uh, the Cardinals are not as good. All I agree with all those, but the t- – one thing he didn't say is who is better. Which teams are better than they were last year? And I think that two of them that are better this year are the Saints and the Panthers. 
Those teams have improved. Those teams are better than they were last year. I think the Panthers are just better just because of Baker Mayfield. They, they, they just needed a, a new quarterback to get better, and I think they did. A lot of their offense revolves around Christian McCaffrey and his health. We almost know he's going to be hurt. But, man, if he can stay healthy, that's a team that's going to push. That's a team that's going to push. I think the Saints are going to win the division. I really do because the Buccaneers have come back to the pack. They're not as good as they were, and the Saints have improved. The gap has closed on top of the fact that the Saints own the Bucs. So when it comes to Saints versus Bucs, that's not, that's, not that's not even a problem. It's not even Saints versus Bucs. It's Saints and Bucs versus the rest of the conference. Now, the Bucs could very well go 2-0 against the Saints. That would not be surprising if the Bucs win both games against the Saints, but history would show even with Brady, that the Saints have their number. The Saints' defense has their number. Lattimore has Evans' number. All the combinations that you could talk about for uh, for the Saints being the favorite against the Bucks. Let's go to the 103.7 The Game Hotline. We will bring on Martin. Martin, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing fabulous, Mr. Nick. The quick, but no. Uh, but... So you filling in for my buddies uh, RP3 and uh, and Kevin Foot today? That's in uh, Chicago right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Foot Foot had a personal issue, but yeah, RP3 is in Chicago. Oh, RP3 in Chicago. Now you know where well, what's also in Chicago, right? Uh, yeah, a lot of things. I, what you have in mind? Well, well, the team that Paul will not admit. Invented the pinstripes. He thinks his ugly Yankees invented the pinstripes. No, 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 no. The Cubs invented the pinstripes. So yeah. I had to get that off my, my my chest just to mess with my buddy Paul, which I'm sure he's listening. He's gonna call in. But anyway, uh, I was listening to RP3 and Company this morning, Jim Gazzolo, and um, I wanted to call in that show, and they were talking about the Miles Brennan situation, and I wanted to call in, but I didn't have a chance. Uh, Miles Brennan, as much as LSU fans, some LSU fans want to say it, and Hannah, Hannah said it, that he took tail and ran off because he didn't get the starting job, right? Okay. No, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me correct this. The man finally got smart, and he, 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 he left because he knew even if he was gonna start, that they ain't gonna win. Now, if he wants to go to a college that's going to win and has been winning the last few years, head, like I said the other day, head right down I-10 and take uh, the, exit, the exit that goes straight to UL. They know how to win these days, all right? And they're going to they're gonna finish with a better record just like they've been the last few seasons in LSU again. So, and... That way he ain't got to deal with Alabama because uh, we all know that LSU is in no way, shape, or form anywhere close to beating my Crimson Tide. But that's all I got to say about that. Uh, all right. And thank you for taking Yeah, Martin, thank you. Thank you for, for the call. Uh, I appreciate it, Martin. Thank you yes, for the sir. call. Thank uh, you. I don't share the sentiment that Miles Brennan quit. However, I'll say this about, about Martin's point and what he said. If 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 the reason why Miles Brennan left is because he doesn't think LSU is going to win, then he is a quitter. Like that's that's what a quitter is. Like if if Miles Brennan thought he had a legitimate chance to get the starting quarterback role, and he looked at it and he said, you know, even if I do win this job, we're not going to win. 
well, then, then he is a quitter. Like, if that's – I'm not saying that that's what happened. I don't think that's what happened. But if that's what happened, which is what Martin kind of implied in his call, then there, there, I don't think there's any other way to slice it. That, that would be a quitter. That would be what he did. I don't have that opinion. I don't think Miles Brennan is a quitter at all. I just think kind of what you guys were saying in the last hour with Jim, the writing was on the wall. As soon as Kelly got here, I don't think Brennan was ever going to be his guy. And bringing in Jaden Daniels, that was the that was it. That was the death nail in the Miles Brennan in the Miles Brennan coffin. He was he was done. I think Brennan could go somewhere else and play. Um, I don't know if UL would be the option that he he would he would do. I know we've seen it in the past. Anthony Jennings transferred to to UL. We've seen LSU players come to UL. We've seen UL players go to LSU. Like we've seen that's not uh, wouldn't be a historical precedent or anything. So that could happen. I I don't think I don't think uh you know spending 6 years at LSU fighting in that quarterback room, uh being being in the room with with a guy like Joe Burrow and 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 and, get, and getting that experience and 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 always fighting for that job and not quite being good enough and then and then and then coming down coming down to UL. I don't know if that would be um that would be what Miles Brennan wanted to do. I do think he could have gone somewhere and played. I don't know if he could have gone somewhere and competed for a national championship or anything. And I also think that, you know, we toe the line very lightly when it comes to uh, criticizing or being critical of college players. They're not professionals, even though they're they're it's it's we're trending that way where they are going to be professionals we're trending in a direction where uh you know pretty soon it's just going to be the school's just going to what, what, what do you want like how much money does it take to get you okay and the school's just going to write the check i mean we're trending that way it might be 10 15 20 years from now but i mean that's where we're going with college athletics but as of right now they're still amateur athletes they're doing the nil so we we get very hesitant to be critical, especially in the media and live on the air. Now, message boards and the internet, I mean, they'll, they'll take you to pieces. I'm just talking about it from a professional level. To be critical of a college athlete, we're held to a standard where, you know, you could be very critical of professionals. You could be very critical of, of guys that are getting paid to do this. But the college athletes, we kind of don't criticize. We'll criticize the coach, maybe criticize the scheme, criticize the department, the program, but not so much the individual player. So when I make this next statement, it's a bit of a, I don't want to say controversial, but you know it could cause a stir. People could get upset about it, but I think it might just be a situation where Miles Brennan just wasn't good enough. And I'm not saying he's not good, but if you're six years fighting for this job and, and the team is constantly not only recruiting players that are coming in that are, that are going to be better than you, or going on the outside and getting guys from other programs in the transfer portal and bringing them in to start, that's because there's something missing with the talent level or the uh, the arsenal that Miles Brennan brings to the table. I think he's a great kid. He was dedicated to LSU. I have nothing against Miles Brennan personally. He loves the program probably more than any player I can remember. I mean, he was definitely committed. He he gave up last year, went in the portal, came back to LSU. Like, this is where he wanted to play football. And, and he just wasn't quite good enough. There was always somebody that was better than him. And it happens where sometimes – you start as a redshirt freshman, you go to a freshman, you become a sophomore, and you're looking at the depth chart, and you're like, I, I can see it. I can see it. maybe my junior year is when it happens, and then another freshman comes in, and he's better than you. Are you are you get to a situation where, you know, in 2018, it kind of seemed like it was going to be Miles Brennan's team, right? 
2018, we were like, well, it, it's it's looking like Miles Brennan's going to get a spot. And then Coach O said, Man, let me go get let me go get uh, this Joe Burrow kid from Ohio State. Burrow comes in, has a decent 2018, nothing to call home about. And then 2019, he sets the world on fire. And so that was the right decision, right, to put Brennan on the bench. 2020 happens with COVID. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. And now you're looking at 2022, and maybe he would get there. But I think Garrett Nussmeyer is a significantly better quarterback than than Miles Brennan. I think Jaden Daniels is a significantly better quarterback than Miles Brennan. And and to Hannah's point from last hour, I don't think Miles Brennan has the skill set to move positions, to be a tight end, to be a a, a you know a fullback or. Um, something on the defense, a linebacker or anything. That, that's not what he is. He's a pocket passer with a rocket arm. He can throw the ball 9 million yards in the air, and that's what he is. But if there are people on the roster that just do that better, I, I just don't think he had it. I just don't think he had it. And sometimes you have to look in the mirror, and that may be what he did, and be like, you know what? I've given this my all. I've given it everything. I've worked as hard as I can. This guy's just better than me. Joe Burrow's better than me. Jaden Daniels is better than me. Garrett Nussmeyer is better than me. Like that, that's okay. Like sometimes your best is not good enough. As long as you're given hundred percent, that's all you can do. I tell my daughters that all the time in softball. They play. My daughters play softball. I tell them that all the time. Are you giving hundred percent? That's all that matters. That's all you can do is give hundred percent. Sometimes your hundred percent is not going to be better than that other person's hundred percent. But if you gave it all, that's all you can do. And sometimes you're not going to be as good as the other guy. And I think that's the situation that we remember Moss Brennan. He gave 100%. He gave everything he had. He just wasn't good enough. And so I think it finally became time for him to be like, look, I'm done. I'm, I'm not going through this backup stuff. I'm not going through this thing that maybe I'll get to play. You know, we go through two and three quarterbacks. Somebody gets hurt and maybe I get a chance. He did all that. He's done that. He's done everything you can do as a non-starter in the SEC at LSU. He's done it all. Won a national championship as a backup, blah, 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 blah. The list goes on and on of all the things he's done. He didn't want to do it again. And so if you're looking at it, if he if he was looking at it as a legitimate opportunity to start for the LSU Tigers, and then he said, you know what, I'm going to be the starter this year, but we're not going to win, then he's a quitter. And so that's all I was saying about Martin's point. If Martin, Martin's point is true and that's what he did, then that's whenever you say he's a quitter. I don't think that's what Miles Brennan did. I just I think he just saw that the writing was on the wall. Jaden Daniels is probably going to be the starter. And if something happens to Jalen Daniels or if he struggles, Garrett Nussmeyer is going to be the next man up. And if both of those guys struggle, then it would have gone to Brennan. But I don't think Brennan was interested in that role. Putting in the work, going to practice, putting in all the hours of practice that it takes to be a quarterback in the SEC and just not having the payoff on game day. So I think that's what – what Miles Brennan did. So that, that's just my opinion on Miles Brennan. We can get more into Miles Brennan if you guys want. I know it's a hot topic right now because he just announced uh, the announcement that he was leaving, and, and it was a hot topic when he announced that he was coming back. But uh, that's kind of my take on Miles Brennan. If you have anything else you want to add to it, give us a call on the game hotline, 337-706-0111. We'll take a timeout, and we'll come back here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, South Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. This is Brett Musburger's Action Update. Houston Astros today on the road to the Chicago White Sox. It's matinee baseball right here on the game. Luis Garcia on the hill for Houston, a $1.25 road favorite. It's Lucas Giolito over the White Sox, plus 115. 
Eight and a half under the total at guaranteed rate field. Texas Rangers at another 85 home favorite against the Oakland A's plus 170. Eight and a half over the total at Globe Life Field. Dane Dunning on the mound for the Rangers. NFL preseason football today. Geno Smith will get the start at quarterback. Seattle a three and a half point home favorite against the Bears. Friday, New Orleans a three point road dog at Green Bay. Red Hot winning picks available. Experts.winnersandwiners.com. Save 75% on any Best Bets package with the promo code ACTION75. That's ACTION75, experts.winnersandwiners.com. For more, go to VSIN.com. Mike Sennett on the game. Hey, soccer fans. Las Chivas de Guadalajara, the most popular soccer team in Mexico, play on Telemundo. Football is on the way. Follow every Liga Yankees home game on their quest for glory. Join all the action and excitement of Mexico's most emblematic team on Telemundo. Telemundo Lafayette is all things soccer. Watch Chivas Guadalajara on Telemundo Lafayette free over the air on Channel 50.3 and on Cox Channel 19. Check listings for games and times. Hi, it's RP3 with The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. This year, we've teamed up with our friends at Service Chevrolet Cadillac for the Eyes on the Road campaign. While cell phone use still remains the highest in distracted driving, there are other distractions to be aware of, such as GPS screens, eating, drinking, reaching down, or turning around. Anything that takes your eyes and even your mind off the road for a second can lead to an accident. Eyes on the Road, Acadiana, from The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, and Service Chevrolet Cadillac. A bond between a father and son, our grandfather and grandson, can be as simple as sharing a pocket knife. Here's Caleb Morris from the Rustic Renegade. I remember when I was a little boy and I got to hold my grandfather's pocket knife. Back then it was uh, an Uncle Henry and the blade was worn down and everything else. And it was just a really amazing thing to be able to hold and enjoy my grandfather's pocket knife. And the knives that we have here are the knives that you can hand down to your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren if you make it that long. For gifts that will last beyond a lifetime, the Rustic Renegade and the TheRusticRenegade.com. Here's a safety tip for first-time pocket knife owners from the Rustic Renegade. Pocket knives vary in shape, size, and function. Get to know your knife closely to keep from injuring yourself or others. Always open pointing away from your body and make sure your fingers are not between the blade and the knife handle when closing. Your knife will give you years of joy when taken care of properly. Progressive presents Don't Do It Yourself. Okay, simple enough. Just got to get in there with my screwdriver. Do you mind handing me my screwdriver? Are you trying to say screwdriver? Well, I mean, you're saying it weird, but yeah, sure. Look, maybe we should bundle our home and auto with Progressive. We could save big and pay someone to install this for us so you don't have to pretend you can. (laughs) I know my way around a screwdriver. Oh, yeah. This is going to take a Philippe's head for sure. Save when bundling home and auto with Progressive and use the money to, you know, not... Do it yourself. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You know you like us. Then it's time for you to show us how much you like being in a relationship with the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Go give us a like on our revamped Facebook page. And follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. I can love you like that. That way you can get the latest interviews, breaking news, and whatever shenanigans we're up to. Just search The Game Louisiana and be hooked up with Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
It's not uncommon here on Footnotes for Kevin Foote's voice and his blood pressure to rise rapidly during the show. The fat guys like you and me need to be watching mop-up time just like the stars do. Sometimes it rises a little too high. That is stupid. Stupid. Not to worry, we have EMT standing by just in case foot passes out. Back to more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Hannah, it's here. It's finally here. It's upon us. It's football season. The game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to crown you the tailgating king with the ultimate tailgate giveaway. Powered by St. Landry Lumber, Austin Outdoors, and The Game, 1037 The Game, and 1041 Lafayette. You can score $500 to chop specialty meats, a new grill with accessories, a cooler, a set of chairs, a $500 Visa gift card, tickets to LSU and Raging Cajun football games, and so much more. You can enter at The Game's Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. The Ultimate Tailgate Giveaway, powered by St. Landry Lumber, Austin Outdoors, and The Game. I saw that $500 Chops gift card. You know what's great at Chops? Look, they have a lot of stuff at Chops. The boudin is great. That's my mom's favorite boudin in the world. She goes to Chops to get the boudin. You know, who's, where's your favorite boudin is always a great uh, debate, if you will. My mom's favorite is at Chops. She'll go to Chops, just get a couple links for lunch. My favorite thing at Chops is the chicken salad. Now, I don't like chicken salad. I'm not a big chicken salad guy. I'm, I'm not going to places and trying chicken salad. Chicken salad at Chops is next level. That is a next level chicken salad. What's your take on chicken salad, Hannah? Where are you standing on chicken salad? It's not particularly my favorite. I agree. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Like, if you would have asked me the question, say, hey, what do you think about chicken salad? I'd have been like, oh, God, no. No, it's I gross. do not like chicken salad. Chops chicken salad is next level. Give Chops chicken salad a try. I should have brought, last time I brought you Starbucks, this time I should have, next time I'm filling in, I'll bring you a chopped chicken salad and we can review it. Okay. I'm down with that. I'm telling you. Try the chopped chicken salad. We were talking about Miles Brennan earlier. I got a text from Troy, uh, a good buddy of mine. He said he made a good point that I wanted to bring up. He said, um, he said that he does think it's quitting, that Miles Brennan quit. And he said, because, and this was a good point, if they had named Miles Brennan the starting quarterback, he would not have moved on and he would still be at LSU. That's a great point. Did he move on because he's not going to be the starter, or did he move on because he's done with football? Only, only Miles Brennan knows that. But if they would have said, hey, you're the starter, you're going to start this year, would he have stayed? Probably so. And so Troy makes a good point. I think if he had stayed, he wouldn't have quit, or he wouldn't have left. I'm not calling him a quitter. I'm not here to call him a quitter. But that's a good point. If, they, if, he, if Miles Brennan is sitting here as a starting quarterback of LSU, I don't think he walks away. So in, in that kind of thought process he quit I mean what else do you call it it's not retiring he retired from football he's not moving on from football he he quit it's a good point it's not my opinion that's what Troy said I I, I kind of buy a little bit what Troy's saying let's go to the game hotline Miles Brennan a hot topic lots of people want to talk about it you can also call in 337-706-0111 get your opinion on Miles Brennan did he quit did he retire what's the take we have James on the game hotline James how are you What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? I uh, did. Uh, did Miles Brennan enter the portal? He entered the portal before last season, but no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about after he decided to leave LSU. He is not in the portal, no, sir. Okay, 
So here's the thing. I'll never understand why grown men would get on social media and, and call a college kid a quitter. Here's the thing. Not a single one of us has talked to Miles Vernon and knows what his motivation was for, for leaving football. You know, even the, even the point you just made, said, well, he, he did quit. You know, if he'd have won the starting job, he would still be there. We don't know that either. Um, everything that I heard, and again, that, that doesn't mean anything, was that he really seemed very disinterested, and maybe he didn't even want to win the starting job. You know, I, I know some people, a couple people inside the program that, you know, used to tell me this a couple years ago. You know, when Joe Burrow, those guys would be in the film room on their off time, he'd be in the duck blind. He was fishing. Hmm. The guy, just, I, I just don't think he was obsessed with football. That's my, that's my only point. And, and if he was if he was a quitter, he would be in the portal trying to go somewhere else. Just or if he was, you know, or if he quit because he wasn't going to win the starting job, he'd be in the portal. I think he was just done with football. I mean, the guys, it seems like he's been there for ten years, right? You know, and the guys stayed loyal when I think ninety-eight percent of guys would have just moved on and tried to go play somewhere else. Absolutely, he stayed at LSU. He didn't go nowhere, so I don't think his his biggest motivation was oh, I want to be the starter and I want to be the guy. I don't think it meant that much to him. If it did, he would have left a long time ago. Well, James, Does that make sense? James, that's a unique take, and it's a good one. And so I'm going to ask you a question because I feel like you have a unique perspective that we haven't heard this morning on this take, and, and I think that it's valid. So if that's true, and I think I think there's a little bit of truth to, to what you're saying, then why would he come back? Like, he was out. He had gotten out. If he right. was disinterested in football, you're out, bud. You can go hunt. You can go do whatever else you want to do. You you have a college degree. You're you've already graduated. There's no reason for you to come back to college for the school purposes. So then, why come back to try that sixth season if you know he was disinterested in football? In your opinion. Um, and you know that's a, that's a great question. I do know that he was going to, and this is what I heard. This was I think Matt Muscona was saying this that he was going to leave. He wasn't going to come back, and that, um, and that coach. Um, Do what? Oh, no, I, I was just listening to you. I think you're good. Okay. I'm, yeah, I can hear you. Um, I, I know I'd heard on, on, I think it was Matt Muscona's show, that uh, he was going to leave and that uh, Coach Kelly asked him to come back and say, look, just compete. If you if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. I don't know how true that is, but um, my, my, my perspective is that – I don't think Miles never needed to be the guy, you know. And, and it, it, again, if if he needed to be the guy, he would have left a long time ago. He because let's be honest, he could he could enter the portal now. He would end up somewhere. There's no question. He's talented enough to go somewhere and play Agreed. and be the guy. Yep. I just I think he's interested in other things. He's I don't know. I, I just but I but I don't see that when people get on that. Oh, he's a quitter. Like we have, that's crazy to me. Like we have no idea what that kid's motivation is for leaving football. You know, he didn't quit the team. He he left. He's leaving football in general. You know, he's not going somewhere else. But that's just my take. I, I I'm like you. Yeah, I don't like you know casting these type of aspersions on a college kid Definitely. when we have no idea what their motivation is. That's right, James. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it very much. Thank you, my brother. Great yes, take, sir. but great take by James. Great perspective. And I I think that what James is saying is a lot closer to the truth than he's just a quitter, right? He just decided one day I'm going to quit. I think that James is probably on the right path where he had more interest. He wasn't quite interested in, in being the guy, quite interested in in being a, 
uh, the the man at LSU, even though he's going to put all the work in. Jay is on the line. Jane, how are you? Jay, um, who is this? This Nick. is Nick. Um, yeah, I think the last call. Uh, see, see the thing, and I said this yesterday on the uh, on this station. Um, me personally, I don't think the man's a quitter. But I think the people like the last caller, I think it was someone else, he would call that person a quitter. I just think that people move the, people move the goalposts when, they, when it seems fit to them to move the goalposts. And that, that's what usually happens when it, comes to, uh, when it comes to individual cases such as this. Now, he said, he said oh, I, I'll call yourself a quitter if you go in the transfer portal. Huh? Like, but that person still continue to play football. They just maybe. You know, yeah, I guess you can look at that as a quitting. They didn't want a quitting. One team goes to another, but they're still playing football. Like you just, they just want to get an opportunity to get on the field. And sometimes that happens, and that seemed to be that seemed to be the name of the game in more modern last 20, 15 years of college football. Because growing up, not too many players just left. Like they kind of just rolled it out. Like look at Barry Sanders. He was there. He didn't break out. You know, he played, but he didn't start until his junior year. Right. Look what he did that year. But I just think a lot of people move the goalposts because. You know, they just—it just depends on who it is. Like I heard people call Jamar Chase a quitter because he didn't play during the pandemic. Like, come on, like you know, hey, that's that's that's. I guess that's your opinion. You can you can feel how you want. But like I said, we're going to move. The, I'm gonna say it for the last time. I hang up. We're going to move the goalpost where we seem fit, where it seems fit, and that's all I have to add. And uh, thank you. All right, thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. Yeah, Jay's right. The goalpost gets moved all the time for any number. Of, of, of situations and topics, and, and Jay's absolutely right. I heard tons of people saying that Jamar Chase quit uh, when, when when the pandemic happened. And, and, look, that pandemic season was crazy. I don't think the Tigers had any chance to do anything special after 2019. They lost the whole offensive line. They lost everybody after that. The 2020 season was going to be a mess anyway. The pandemic thrown into it. I think Jamar Chase saw, hey, I'm going to be a top pick. Uh, I'm just going to sit this one out. I, I don't really blame him for that. But I know a lot of people did it, and Jay's right. Moving the goalposts is a great topic on, on its own. People do that all the time, and, and I, I think there's a lot of that going on with Miles Brennan. I do think that there's all of these points all put together, all of these things, if we put them in a, in a melting pot and, and stirred them up and came out with the right take, I think it's it's a little bit of everything. I think it's a little bit of what Troy texted me, right, where if he was the starter, if they had named him the starter, he wouldn't have quit. I think it's a little bit of what James said, where – Hey, he's he's interested in other things, and he didn't, and he wasn't interested in in committing and being obsessed with football. So he's moving on to go take uh, take other, do other hobbies and, and do other interests. I think there's, there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of what Jay said, where you pick and choose who's a quitter and who's not. You pick and choose when a guy is, is going to be labeled a quitter and given up on his team, and when a guy is just you know uh, worn down or fed up. I think it's a combination of all those things, and I think if we put them all together, we can come up with the right opinion. Nobody's talked to Miles Brennan. You're right, but that's what sports radio is. That's what the internet is. Social media, sports radio. We're, we're just guys with opinions, and, and we're getting it out. And if you have one, I know you haven't talked to Miles Brennan. That's not a prerequisite to call in three three seven seven zero six zero one one one. If you haven't talked to Miles Brennan, you can still call in. Let me know what you. Think think about the Miles Brennan situation. Let me know what you think about anything. It's wide open today on Footnotes. I'm Nick Fontenot filling in for Kevin on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. This is V-Sins Brent Musburger, and you are listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Full House is on me. Let's watch TV. The Adam 
family. Reminds me of a rerun of Green Acres. Full house belongs on me. I always wonder where that tunnel on Hogan's Heroes came out. Shut up, Clink! Okay. And Jerry Mathers as the beaver. Watch MeTV Acadiana on KLWB over the air on channel 50.1. Check your local cable listings for the channel in your area. I'm Chris Rader with Rader Solutions. Each week in Acadiana, 10 to 20 businesses are hacked and they lose their data. This loss is a costly strain on your business. Protect your business. Call Raider. We are a complete IT managed service provider with hands-on support and solutions. Have questions? Call us. We're here 24-7 with answers to your business security concerns. Sleep well knowing your business data is safe and secure. Visit us at RaiderSolutions.com. Been to Mr. Gaddy's Pizza? It's a utopia for pizza lovers. And their website is the perfect way to order delicious food or book your birthday party directly from your mobile device. Go to gaddyspizza.com, have that pizza and the delicious food from Gaddy's waiting on you as you pick it up, and schedule your birthday parties at all three locations. Plus, take advantage of waiter and DoorDash delivery. Mr. Gaddy's in Crowley, Eunice, and Jennings, or online at gaddyspizza.com. It's Pizza Utopia. Astros giveaways are happening on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. I want to hook you up with uh, our latest Astros weekend giveaway. It's, a, it's, the ha- it's the Astros taking on the Orioles Saturday, August 27th. You can be there. Register in the game clubhouse to score four tickets, a tour of Minute Maid Park, and hotel accommodations that Saturday night. It's the Astros weekend giveaway powered by Butcher Air Conditioner, La Meridian, Houston Downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana's uh, sports station. Uh, Miles Brennan is a hot topic, and I don't think that the opinions, any of the opinions that we've had today are wrong. I don't disagree with anything that anybody said, really. Like, I think you can make an argument that he's a quitter. I think you can make an argument that he's not. And and it's like it's like James called in, you know, he's like, why do people call in to criticize a college kid? I agree. And that's how I prefaced my my first statement where I said, you know, he maybe wasn't quite good enough and maybe he looked in the mirror and saw that. It's like we're we're very hesitant to criticize a player. We're never gonna come on the air and say, that guy's no good or that guy's garbage. And we're never gonna do that to a college kid. We're never ever gonna do that because that's just not what we do. Now we may do it behind closed doors, we maybe do it on social media, or some people may call into the radio and do it. But for the most part, as a member of the media, we're not gonna trash a college kid who's having a bad game. Because that's just not what we do. They're not paid to do it. They're amateurs. And so you kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. But some people still don't care about that. And so they're going to call in and and be critical, be critical of a kid. I'm just saying that I think he looked himself in the mirror and realized this Jaden Daniels kid is pretty good. And this Garrett Nussmeyer kid is pretty good. And my skill set is basically Garrett Nussmeyer's skill set. And, and Garrett's just better than me. And and Jane Daniels is probably going to be the starting quarterback for the LSU Tigers. And, you know, I just I don't want to put the work in that I've been putting in the last six years to end up in the same spot that I'm in. The third quarterback on the depth chart, maybe getting a little bit of playing time. A brand-new coach, right? This is his third coach. Just I, I don't want to do it. And I, I don't really blame him for that. But if you want to call him a quitter, it's fair. It's fair to call him a quitter. I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not. I'm not calling him a quitter. I I I, I sympathize with him. 
I, I, I realize what's going on there with the Miles Brennan situation, and so I don't have an issue with him leaving. I'm not going to sit here and call him a quitter, but if you want to, I think I think it's fair. I think it's fair to do that, and I'm not going to um, – you know, hold somebody accountable and be like, well, you know, you can't call him a quitter. No, I mean, there's there's definitely some points being made here today and not today. Like I've read some things online, some some people making really good points about the, the man quit straight up. The man quit. And I think the best one that we've had so far is that we uh, if he was the starter, if he had been named the starter, would he have quit? I, I don't I don't think he would have. If he was the starting quarterback for the LSU Tiger, I don't think. He, he goes. That's going to do it for our number one. We're going to come back on the other side and be here with our number two. It's the game, 103.7 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, South Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Rob tried to manage his constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating day after day. After realizing it was irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, he found another way and finally said yes to adding Linzess. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two years old. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. B-dubs, cocktails, pretzel knots, and mozzarella sticks. It's all on me today. Oh, so you're happy hour rich. When the happy hour menu is only 3 to 6 bucks from 3 to 6 p.m. 3 to 6 bucks, that's crazy. You know we're a happy hour right now from 3 to 6 p.m. It's happy hour? Crazy! We were here yesterday, too. Crazy! Quit playing. I'm gonna let you pay, though. Food, beer, and cocktails for 3 to 6 dollars from 3 to 6 p.m. Buffalo Wild Wings for the greatest of all times. Monday through Friday only. Beer deals available all day. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. Frank and Tony Productions announced the return of Leroy Parnell to the James Devin Munkus Theater in the Acadiana Center for the Arts. Friday evening, September 23rd. Leroy Parnell. What kind of fool do you think I am? I ain't falling for you all over again. Leroy Parnell, Grammy-nominated Nashville guitar legend, will take the stage at the James Devin Munkus Theater. A night you don't want to miss. Tickets are available at Acadiana Center for the Arts box office or online at AcadianaCenterForTheArts.com. All it takes is a tender moment, a loving word or the touch of your hand. Get your tickets now for Leroy Parnell. One night only at the James Devin Munkus Theater in the Acadiana Center for the Arts. Friday, September 23rd, a Frank and Tony production. Acadiana farmers, cattlemen, and landowners. If you have agriculture or cattle land located in Karen Crow, Bro Bridge, Parks, or St. Martinville, there may be conservation methods that qualify for financial assistance to help improve your farm or ranch. There's a program available through the Lafayette and Bro Bridge USDA and NRCS office that could help you with financial assistance for qualifying property. For more information, please contact the Lafayette USDA office at 337-262-6601, extension 3. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. 
We are Southwest Louisiana's sports station. KLWB, Karen Crow, Lafayette. The Game, 1037. KLCJ FM, Oak Grove, Lake Charles. The Game, 1041, a Delta Media station. This game isn't fun. This game is a war. It's time for the two-minute drill. Hurry it up, hurry it up, hurry it up. Powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. Come on, let's go, you guys. Get in here, we got to go fast now. The Houston Astros got back on the winning track with a 3-2 victory over the White Sox last night. Framber Valdez went seven, giving up two runs on seven hits. He struck out six, walked three. Jordan Alvarez drove in a run and scored one. They face off again today at 110. Around the bigs, the Reds shut out the Phillies 1-0. It was the Cubs over the Nationals 3-2. The Twins shut out the Royals. Blue Jays over the Orioles 6-1. The Mariners down the Angels 11-7. The Padres hung 10 on the Marlins. Final there was 10-3. The Yankees finally won one, 8-7 over the Rays. The Red Sox down the Pirates, 8-3. It was the Guardians, 8-4 over the Tigers. The Mets edged the Rays, 9-7. Cardinals beat the Rockies, 5-1. The Athletics down the Rangers, 7-2. It was the Dodgers over the Brewers, 2-1. The Diamondbacks edged the Giants, 3-2. The PGA BMW Championship gets underway today at the Wilmington Country Club. The LSU Tigers held their first preseason football practice yesterday. The wide receivers reportedly had an excellent day. The Saints held their second joint practice with the Green Bay Packers yesterday. Brian Ramchick was absent. Andrus Pete was present but didn't participate. I'm Steve Wiley with your two-minute drill on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Two-Minute Drill has been powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. I'm Nick Fontenot filling in for Kevin. Uh, Get the second hour of Footnotes on the way on this glorious Glorious Thursday as the Astros pick up a big win against the White Sox uh, last night to kind of get off of the schneid. They lost to the White Sox. So if Kevin were here, he would say it's glorious. He would probably tell you all of the reasons why the Astros are still bad, all of the reasons why uh, they're not going to win the World Series, all of the reasons, all of the ways they need to get better, all of the bullpen issues. That's what Kevin would say. I'm not here for that because I'm not an Astros fan, first of all. And I think the Astros are fine. Like, I think they're the best team in the league. Like, what more do you want? Like, maybe they won't win, but they're the best team in the league. Like, you can't ask for much more than what the Astros are doing. So, But uh, Kevin would find many reasons why uh, the Astros are terrible. During the break, Hannah was so kind as to offer me an Oreo for breakfast. Now, not the healthiest of breakfasts, fine. But uh, I had an Oreo, and when she offered it to me, Hannah, you made the comment, very shocking comment, that I don't like Oreos. So let's get into that. What, why, what's, what's, your, what's your hatred for Oreos? Where does that come from? I'm not really sure. Like, so growing up, I, like, I was a big Chips Ahoy fan. That was like my go-to for like cookies when it came to bringing in like, a little snack with your lunch. But for some reason... The original Oreos, even it's double stuffed, I don't like regular Oreos. But if you do like 
the now they have like, different flavors of Oreos. The mint one we had because my teacher was a vegan, so we were able to have those as our snack for a party. Those were good. I like them. And I like the birthday cake ones. It's still the same cookie, but the cream, for some reason, just makes a difference for me that I'll eat them with a cookie as well, but not the regular Oreos. I won't eat the cookie. If I'm in the mood for cookies, like if, I, if I'm like, hey, I'm in the mood for cookies, I'd never think of Oreos. I, I feel like Oreos are their own category of snack. Like it's not a cookie. It's not a cake. It's like a combo, but it's not a cookie. I know that it technically it is a cookie, and it's cream <laughs> smashed between two cookies. And if those, if the, if there was no cream and it was just the two cookies in a pack, that would be cookies. But Oreos themselves are not cookies. Now, that's just how my brain works. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that's how my brain works. If I'm going to move for cookies, I'm going to go more to the Chips Ahoy, or I'll go to the grocery store to the little deli section and get a little bag of whatever. I'm not a real big sweets guy. I don't eat a whole lot of sweets. I'm not real big on on snacks and Oreos. But I do like a good Oreo every now and then. An Oreo dipped in milk. Now you didn't have any milk here, which was you know we'll work on that, Hannah. Next time I'm gonna I'm need sorry. the I'm gonna need the Oreo and the milk next time. But they didn't have any milk. That's fine. I'm not holding it against her. But next time the milk would be nice. I like a good Oreo. Now I don't like double stuffed Oreos. I like regular stuffed Oreos the way God intended it to be. An Oreo with a regular amount of cream, the the regular original Oreo. That's the way Nabisco made it in the 1930s. And now you go to the Oreo aisle and they got 75 different flavors. They got peanut butter. They got red velvet. They got pumpkin spice, the mint chocolate chip, oh, yeah. like you said, the birthday cake. They got the golden ones, which the golden ones are really good. The golden ones are really, really good. The golden good. ones are really good. I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll allow Oreo the slack on the golden ones. But the regular Oreo with the regular stuffed and then the golden Oreos are really the only ones that should exist. But you go to the Oreo aisle. I mean, it takes you a while to find Oreos, to actually find actual mm. Oreos when you go to the grocery store. It, it takes you a minute. You're like, all right, where are they? No, it should be all they have. Oh, yeah. And it, it's it's a struggle, too, because, like, when it comes to, like, I did Instacart. I did third party, so I did shopping for other people. And they go and they put on there, they want Oreos, and then you have to, like, literally pull out the picture to make sure you get the right, right. one because they're like, oh, it's Oreos, and you look, and it's like, no, there's a family size pack, and then there's a snack pack, and then this pack, and then I'm like, no! Just Oreos. <laughs> like, when I, when we were kids, like, when I was growing up, we just had Oreos. It was Oreos. Like, yeah. if, if you if you told your mom, hey, mom, can you give me some Oreos? She would ask you what kind. Mm-hmm. Not me. If I asked my mom to give me Oreos, she knew. It was Oreos. That's all there yeah. was. See, this is a, that's foot, foot would have this take. Yes. Foot, foot would talk about this. Oh, yeah, he'd be fired up. Because <laughs> it even gets worse is that the only time that I can go to the store and get Oreos and my mom asks me to go do so, and I know which ones it is, is because my mom makes Oreo balls. So there's only one you can have. You don't do level stuff whenever you make Oreo balls. You don't do any other flavor. It's only the original Oreos, cream cheese, and you covered it, covered it, call a lot, you cover it in almond bark chocolate. Oh, wow. Sounds good. That's the way you do it. You do it any other way, you make it the wrong kind of Oreo balls. See, my mom never did stuff like that. My mom can cook. She can cook rice and gravy. She can cook spaghetti, great spaghetti, like whatever. Anything you want to cook, like on the, on the food-wise, on the meal-wise, she can knock it out of the park. Sweets-wise, she wasn't really uh, being creative. You know, she would make a cake every now and then, like, you know, a little cake or some brownies, something like that. But as far as like, you know, a, a creative Oreo bar, even like Rice Krispie treats where you got to mix in the, she wouldn't do that. Oh yeah, I still can't make those correctly. Yeah. But no, my mom made everything. My she, mom never did that. She just finally gave me the recipe that she used to make when I was growing up of how to make her spaghetti sauce. But like, 
she used to bake all of our cakes for our birthday. Like she had like the specific tins that were like the ones to the one to nine, and of course a zero. So like she made my ninth birthday cake, and it was literally like a camera, like an old school, like camera you would use the whole winding and everything. Yeah, she did the whole nine bars. My mom would get the Betty Crocker, the the, the <laughs> box, the yellow cake. Man, yellow cake. She still did that. She still yeah. did it like by box. Yellow cake but- was hard. She, it was still a Betty Crocker box. I, I could go cake, for some yellow but... cake right now, to be honest. Which I'm looking <laughs> to the right of the game studios right now, and I'm seeing um, these five posters, six posters. I'm sorry, it was five last year. There's an extra one uh, this year. We're going to talk about that. And the posters to my right are the high school football games that are going to be called on Delta Media. So let's get into a little bit of high school football this year. Uh, of course, 1037 the game. Uh, and 1041 the game is going to be your home for St. Thomas More Cougars. It's been the home for St. Thomas More Cougars since the station came on the air. You're going to get to tune in on Friday nights again and listen to STM. Uh, the Carico Bears on Z1059, they've been on there with, with Ben Love and, and Blaine Vientor. Those guys uh, do a great job for the Carico Bears. They'll be on Z1059. Southside, which I called the first three years of Southside. I'm not going to be on a Southside call this year, uh, but Mustang 1071 is still going to be your home for the Southside Sharks. Uh, they have an exciting an exciting team uh, coming up this year. It's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be the the year where they finally get over the hump and uh, and get that playoff win that's been eluding them. But they'll be on Mustang 1071. My daughter is a sophomore at Southside High, so she'll probably be tuning in. She's also in the band. So uh, if you ever get out to a Southside game, maybe check out the bass clarinet section. Uh, the bass clarinet number 23 on the field, that's a... Uh, that's my daughter, Abby Fontenot, so shout out her. Uh, Vermilion Game of the Week is going to be a 106.3 Lafayette, and the St. Landry Game of the Week is going to be News Talk 98.5 and 1520. The one I didn't mention is the new team that is coming over to the Delta Media family, and that is the Acadiana High Wrecking Rams. And they are going to be on 97.7 FM and 1330 AM. And I'm going to be on the call. And I'll be doing the board operating nice. for it. So <laughs> Hannah's going to be the producer. Uh, Monty Hanks and Cole Gilbo are going to be in the booth. Uh, Britt Latchley, who does public address at the Acadiana Home Games, he may be doing uh, some some games where Cole can't make it. He'll be in the booth calling it with Monty, but Monty Hanks is going to be um, the play-by-play, and I am going to be the sideline reporter. This will be their first time that at a Delta Media-produced uh, high school football game that there's a sideline reporter. The first time Acadiana High has ever had a sideline reporter. And the first time I will be a sideline reporter. Look at I, that. I've been wanting to do sideline reporting uh, since the beginning of time. Since I first realized I wanted to do uh, sports media. I remember the old days where Acadiana High was on a different station. And I would listen to the games. And I was like, man, you know what would be cool if they had a sideline reporter? Not a lot of high school uh, teams have a sideline reporter. I know STM uh, they'll do the sideline reporting, a little bit of it, but it's not a whole lot, lot of in-game reporting. It's mostly just an interview with with Coach Hightower uh, at the end of half and then at the end of the game. But I'm talking about this is going to be a real deal sideline reporting thing. This is going to be like updates in the middle of the games, injuries, things like that. We're going to have a big-time uh, sideline reporting situation going on with the Acadiana High Wrecking Rams, and I am pumped up for it. I had asked to do it uh, many years ago, got denied, and then when this opportunity came up and Monty called me and asked me if I wanted to do it, I jumped at the opportunity to get it done. And I just think it's going to be a blast. All Acadiana High alums are on the call. So it's Monty, it's Cole, it's Britt and me. All of us went to Acadiana High. Uh, all of us are invested in the program. All of us love the program. And I think that's going to affect the way we call the games. 
I'm not saying it, aff- it affects negatively the way you call other games. Like, for instance, last year I called Southside with Eric Narcisse. I think we did a pretty good job. Eric's a Lafayette High grad. I'm an Acadiana grad. And we were calling Southside games. It, it does cause a little bit of a conflict of interest when the Sharks would play Acadiana or when the Sharks would play the Lions, right? When we would go to Lafayette High and call that game, you know, Eric was very professional and called it for the Sharks, and, and, and we were calling it for the Sharks. But a little bit of Eric was pulling for Lafayette. I, I think that's just natural for that to happen. And the same thing would happen when Southside would go to Acadiana. I would call it for the Sharks. I would root for the Sharks. And the Sharks would make a big play, or Acadiana would make a big play. And I would feel something inside of me like, I'm excited about this. I should not be. I should be 100% uh, upset that this just happened. But when Acadiana would make an interception or make a big play, I'd be like, ooh. And I'd be like, wait a minute, I'm pulling for the other team. So it was a little bit of a tug and war where you where you you call in nine of the ten games a hundred percent for for Southside, and then one of them you're kind of torn a little bit. Don't have to worry about that anymore. I'm sure the the new guys that are calling Southside are going to do a great job for the Sharks on Mustang 107.1. But I'm over to the Kitiana side. And I actually have to update you. So STM will be on the game 103.7 Lafayette, but. For our 104.1 Lake Charles signal, we will actually will have Barb High School will be wow. on that station. That's big. Yes. So That's we big. will have a total. We'll have STM. We'll That's... have Acadiana High. We have Karen Crow, Southside, Vermilion Parish Game of the Week, St. Landry Parish Game of the Week, and Barb High School on all of our stations. That's awesome. I mean, Barb is the Barb is the the powerhouse in Lake Charles. And so mm-hmm. 104.1's got the Barb games. I mean, that's just... That's great. That's great news. Stacked right here. Stacked right here. All of the <laughs> all of the top teams in the area. I mean, you talk about you talk about the best private school maybe in the state, but definitely in the area. That's STM. They're going to be on one three seven. The best public school. I mean, hands down, Acadiana High has been the public school powerhouse uh, in this area with six uh, six state championships. Uh, now they're going to be on Delta Media Stations. Karen Crow High. Just won a state championship a few years ago. Always a strength. Always a powerhouse in this area. And, of course, you got your Vermilion Parish and St. Landry uh, games of the week. Those teams always uh, coming up strong. And, of course, Southside, the up-and-comer. Always great to follow the Southside storyline. Of course, I've been very involved with it the last three years being on the call. My daughter's there, so I'm, I'm very in tune to what's going on there. Following their rise from the first year, they've made the playoffs every single year. Hosted the game last year, didn't get the win, but I think that they're ready to get over that hump and the Southside Sharks are going to get that win in the playoffs. So that's what it's all about. It's all about getting that first win in the playoffs for Southside. I don't think they're uh, they're, cap- they're they're ready to win a state championship or take that leap. But the leap to be made is winning that playoff game. They've made the playoffs every year. Making the playoffs is not going to do it anymore for the Sharks. That's not going to be good enough. They have to win a game this year. I think that that's their goal, and they're going to push forward and get that done. So that's high school football. I think it's going to be a great high school season. I think it's going to be a great football season. I think LSU is going to be great. I think UL is going to be great. I think the Saints are going to be great. And I think all of these high school teams are, are going to have a blast. And all the, all the teams, all the you know the broadcast teams, we're going to have a blast calling these games. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to be on the Kitty on a high call. Like, I'm excited. Monty sounds really excited, I, so it makes me excited. I'm just glad to, you know, Monty, Monty's be called, here. Monty's called me like probably ten times. Yep. And every time he's just like, <laughs> you, I can I can feel his energy through the phone of how excited he is. Of course, you know, Monty's dad was a, f- a former head coach at Acadiana. He coached my my junior and senior year. Uh, coach Hanks was the coach. Monty's dad, and so Monty's very invested in this program. He used to do public address before Britt took over. He's very involved with Acadiana High. 
I love Acadiana High. I love being an alum and being a part of it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. When we come back after the break, we are going to call Spencer, the guru, the fantasy guru, fantasy questions galore. Hannah's getting ready for a fantasy draft. She's woefully unprepared. We're going to get the guru to help us out, help us get prepared for our fantasy drafts coming up. It's the game, 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles, South Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. We supply the sports. The Buffalo Wings are up to you. Tell me what wingy. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Delta Media is your home for thrilling high school football. This season's lineup includes St. Thomas Moore on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, Acadiana on MeTV FM 97.7, Karen Crow on Z1059, Southside on Mustang 1071, Vermilion Parish on 106.3 Radio Lafayette, St. Landry Parish on News Talk 98.5, and Bart on The Game 1041 Lake Charles. Delta Media is your home for Friday night football. The NFL Week 1 odds are out, and now's the time to try FanDuel Sportsbook if you haven't already. Get in on the action early this season. Right now, new FanDuel Sportsbook customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. I've taken the over on the Saints' win total at 9.5 and for the black and gold to make the playoffs. Just sign up using promo code KLWB. You place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in free bets if you don't win. There's no better place to get ready for the football season than on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code KLWB to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's promo code KLWB. You must be 21 and older and present in Louisiana and permitted parishes only. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is novel drop site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions do apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and would like help, call 1-877-770-STOP. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-341-8735 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-341-8735. That's 800-341-8735. What do you have to lose? Call 800-341-8735. Again, 800-341-8735. Do your loved ones run for cover when watching a game with you? 
then Footnotes is the show for you. Time for more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Black Pot Cook-Off is happening in Arneville. The Arneville Volunteer Fire Department hosting the Black Pot Cook-Off on Saturday, September 10th. Cooking begins at 8 a.m. and eating will start at noon at the Flower Auditorium in Arneville. There will be plenty of live music, including Gerald Gruning and the Gentili Zotico, Dustin Saunier, and Sweet Cecilia. For more information, visit www.arnevillefire.org. You follow Gerald Gruning on TikTok, man. He's He's wild. He gets crazy when he eats some of the stuff. All right, let's go to our fantasy football segment. We are going to bring on the guru, uh, and we're going to talk fantasy football. Lots of questions, lots of fantasy football questions. And, yeah, I've been knowing Spencer. I've been knowing him for many years. The man is the fantasy guy. If you got fantasy questions, the man can answer them. Spencer, how's it going today, man? Hey, good morning, Nick. Uh, going well, man. All right, the first question I want to ask you is, now, now I also want to tell you, that Hannah has a draft coming up on Sunday, and she's woefully unprepared. And so <laughs> she's hoping that this these two segments, this, this segment and the next one where we have you on, she's hoping that this completely prepares her for her draft. She's not doing any other research. This is going to prepare for the draft. So the first question is, you're going into the draft this year. It's, it's, a, it's a much different draft board than we've seen in the past years. Most years, you had your, your top guys, your middle guys. You knew who they were. You didn't even have to look at a cheat sheet. This year, you open up that cheat sheet. There's a lot of different names up top of that board that we haven't seen in years past. If Hannah's going into a draft this Sunday, what's her best strategy, just, just her draft strategy in general, not specific players, just the strategy for this year? Is it any different, or is it the same than in years past? Yeah, man, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get Hannah right for draft day. I would say, uh, you know, I wouldn't go too different uh, than I normally would. You know, there are a lot of new faces, like you said, but I wouldn't uh, go try. And uh, a lot of people have been doing the zero running back strategy this year. But I personally am not a huge fan of that. I feel like you still have to – going at least one running back in the first two rounds. A lot of times, two, depending on how the draft flows. So I would say definitely still target running backs early and often in the first few rounds. And then, uh, you know, you still got to get, you know, some receivers, but they're not as important, I don't feel like, still, because there's more depth at the position, whereas the running backs, if you wait on running backs, you're going to be stuck with guys that, are not dependable at all, or at the receiver position, you can still find some pretty quality options in the middle round. And wait on a quarterback. Don't reach on the quarterback now. <laughs> that that's something that a lot of people don't don't do. And I agree. I've always agreed with waiting on the quarterback. Let's talk about that zero running back strategy for a little while because that's something that's relatively new. I first started hearing about it only last season, and then this offseason it's really taken off. And I think if you look at the top of the running back list this season, there's definitely some names we're not used to seeing. Jonathan Taylor, the number one overall player, we're not used to seeing him up there. He's usually in that you know eight, nine, ten spot. Austin Eckler just kind of rubs you the wrong way if you're talking about him being the number two or number three running back in the group, even though he may have the numbers. Do you think that plays into the zero running back? First of all, what is the zero running back strategy? And do you think that the names that we're seeing up top plays more into that zero running back strategy being more prevalent this year? Yeah, there's not as many familiar faces. You know, guys like Zeke and Saquon, 
uh, not out there. Even Christian McCaffrey's a name that a lot of people are staying away from, even though he's still probably worth a top pick. It's just he's been so injured recently that a lot of people are scared off. But uh, but yeah, Jonathan Taylor definitely sh- definitely should be the top pick. You know, he's he checks all the boxes he wants in the top pick the way he performed last year, and he's in an age to where he should be able to stay healthy and possibly get even better. Where, uh, but yeah, there's just a lot of names on there that aren't familiar, and you know, in, in fantasy we like familiarity, but it's uh, it's also a thing where you can't get too attached to any certain player. You know, every year is a new year, and you got to go into it projecting forward, not so much worrying about what they did last year. Like for example, I prefer Justin Jefferson over Cooper Cup for this year, even though Cup had better numbers last year. So you know, you just gotta. Always be looking ahead, projecting forward, and don't be afraid to, to go with some, some players you're not as familiar with. Talking with Spencer Urquhart, the guru, the fantasy guru from uh, from The Advocate. You got a new spot with Bet Nola. You can go read a, right. lot, of, a lot of Spencer's articles there um, about, about fantasy football. Um, let's get into a little bit of specific players. I want to talk to you about some of the guys that we are familiar with. We, we look at those those top three guys, Jonathan Taylor, and Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey, I think interchangeably those three guys are going to probably be your top three. I think a lot of people are maybe more worried of McCaffrey, but he's still going to be up there. I want to talk to you about two guys that are familiar faces in the running back uh, list that are, are for some reason not up there. And I'm talking about Derrick Henry and I'm talking about Dalvin Cook. Now, those guys are in that next level aside from those top three. But uh, what what gives? Like, what is the reason why we're all of a sudden devaluing these guys over those new faces up top. Aside from McCaffrey, he's been up there. But I'm talking about I'm more talking about Taylor and Eckler with those guys being ahead of proven year after year commodities in Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. Right. Yeah, I think with uh, yeah, with, with Dalvin Cook is just a, a continuous trend of being injured every year as far as nothing major, but he usually misses at least three or four games. So he's a player to wherever you draft him you you're going to very much want his handcuff, Alexander Madison, the backup running back in Minnesota. Where with those other ones, you don't have to worry about that as much because they don't really have a clear backup, which in a way is actually kind of good if you if you got cooked because if, like, if McCaffrey goes down, it's like you don't really know who the backup is out of Hubbard and Foreman, where with Cook, it's pretty clear that Madison's a backup. So I'm actually pretty on board with, with drafting Cook this year. I've drafted him in one of my early drafts. So, yeah, Henry, I'm um, kind of nervous about, you know, he suffered a major foot injury last year. He's getting up in age, has a lot of mileage on him as far as carries throughout his career. So, uh, so yeah, I'd be a little nervous about Henry as far as I think he'll he'll be still productive while on the field, but at his age, he's uh, he's, he's getting up there for a running back. So, I think with, uh, with both of them, I mean, Cook, too, is uh, not, the, not a spring chicken anymore. So, I think it's more to – more to do with their uh, their age and the amount of carries they've they've received throughout their careers. You've already mentioned that you like Justin Jefferson over Cooper Cup. Let's talk about Cooper Cup specifically because last year was, I mean, an unbelievable statistical year. So fantasy wise, he was off the charts. But the the few, a couple of years before that, you know, his his twenty twenty and his twenty nineteen, those are pretty good fantasy years too. Was it something that you could could you kind of see and predict a season like last year, or was is that more of an anomaly? And how do you think it plays out this year? Is he? I would almost think he has to come back to the pack, right? 
Yeah, yeah, he's definitely going to regress. But last season, I, I targeted him in a lot of leagues because I figured he'd be an uptick in production with, with Matthew Stafford at quarterback. That was the big difference. And finally having an elite quarterback throwing to him, and, and we saw the difference. He had a, one of the greatest seasons ever at the receiver position. But, yeah, I think he, he'll come back to the pack some this year because I feel like defenses are just they are going to key in on him a lot more. Well, last year they, you know, they had they had Robert Woods in the beginning, and they brought in Odell. Right on this year, they brought in Allen Robinson. So it's not like he's gonna. I don't see his numbers falling off a cliff, but I definitely don't see him repeating last season. I try to avoid players coming off historic seasons because it's just it's just so hard to repeat it in the NFL. It's just very few guys that can can do that consistently, like especially at the skill position. So I, I would still take Cup in the first round, but I wouldn't crazy and take him with like the second or third pick like I see a lot of people doing. Talking with Spencer Urquick, the fantasy guru. He's helping us with our fantasy drafts. Hopefully uh, helping Hannah draft a winner this weekend. I have a couple of drafts uh, coming up as well. Uh, we're going to talk about quarterbacks and tight ends in the next segment because those are, are really hot uh, you know, hot Topics, right? Quarterbacks, you, you wait on. It's really deep. Tight ends, not so deep, but you still want to wait, or do you want to take him early? We'll get into that in the next segment. Um, as far as rookies go, now I like to do. I've done it for the last few years. I like to draft an all rookie team. So I go into a fantasy league. I don't tell everybody what I'm doing, and I just draft all rookies. And for the most part, it works out pretty good. You can field a pretty good team. The year with Alvin Kamara and Deshaun Watson and Leonard Fournette, that team made the playoffs. Like You can get a pretty good all-rookie team. This year, the rookies are looking bad. I mean, you might not even have a starting quarterback. So what are you seeing from the rookies? Who might break out as a rookie that you're not thinking? Because if you're looking at the rookie list this year, it's pretty slim. Agreed. Yeah, this this rookie class is, is pretty weak as far as offense, offensive players. You know, the, the receiver crop who has had some names to watch. You know, like our boy Chris Olave, I think he's going to do pretty well as a rookie. You know, Jameis having a big arm, I think Olave could, could have a lot of big weeks and be a solid flex play. And, you know, Drake London with Atlanta could do pretty well being that he's there's just very few competition for targets out there. And then Traylon Burks, I think, someone to watch for the second half, you know, in Tennessee with A.J. Brown no longer there. So they, they've got some receivers to watch. Running backs, a Brees Hall, Brees Hall, the top-drafted running back. I see him having a nice rookie year with the Jets, being that he's a very talented runner. And I'm not as worried about Michael Carter as some. As I mean, oh, Michael Carter's still there. He was good last year. I know he was good last year, but I just, he didn't have any competition. Right this year, Brees Hall's in there. I think he's going to take over the backfield. But yeah, just uh it's a lot of it's just a lot of tough stuff happening with injuries already, you know, like Jamison Williams is promising that he's coming off a torn ACL. Um Kenneth Walker recently has a the hernia for the Seahawks, so he's probably gonna miss time. So it's just there are there's also some that are out of injured. It's just tough, you know, it's just as a rookie, you don't want to start off hurt and then you're gonna lose reps to the Guys that are in there, for example, in Green Bay, Christian Watson, promising rookie receiver, has missed all the camp so far, and that's allowed Romeo, I believe it's Dobbs, Romeo Dobbs to uh, really produce there, and he might make an impact as a rookie, being that there's hardly any receivers in Green Bay. 
One more question before we get to the timeout. Talking with Spencer Urquhart from uh, betnola.com. He is the fantasy guru of the Saints. The Saints are always an interesting fantasy team to, to handicap. And this year, I think it's really interesting. I think there's a lot of uh, unforeseen variables that we haven't accounted for, right? Is Kamara going to get suspended? Yeah. We don't know. Uh, it's kind of seemed like he's not going to get suspended, but he might. Michael Thomas, is he going to be anywhere near what he previously did? You already talked about Chris Olave, the rookie. Jarvis Landry gets added in. Is Jameis going to be healthy? How do you? How are you predicting the Saints? How are you drafting the Saints? And as a Saints fan, like I know you are, do you hold them in any different of a, a standard than you do other teams? Are you drafting them because you like the guy more, or are you specifically by the book when you enter a draft and you're talking about drafting Saints players? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I try to stay by the book. You know, it's probably a tad bit of bias here and there. If I like, if it's close, I'm like, yeah, I'll go with the Saints player. But I, I try to stay by the book because I feel like if not, you're gonna really shoot yourself in the foot by taking players from your favorite team too early. I mean, Foot, he's a completely against taking Saints players. He hates having to root for individuals in the middle of the game. So he's just like, he can't do it. Where I don't mind that. I mean, if if, if, if the Saints are, are doing well and the individuals doing well, I'm all good, you know. And, and just even if they don't, it's like, I mean, I'm still happy the Saints won. I'm not going to let that ruin the Saints win just because Olave or Mike Thomas didn't do good. But, uh, but I think overall this year, the Saints have promising fantasy prospects. They should, the offense should bounce back from last year. Last year was a disaster, or this year I think they'll, you know, Jameis, as long as he's healthy, should be a like a good backup quarterback. Will be a good bye week fill in type option and single quarterback. Leaves Kamara. It's looking more and more like he won't get suspended, so I'm, I'd feel comfortable taking him somewhere in the, probably the second round of twelve team leagues. And then Mike Thomas coming back, feeling like he'll be a decent mid-round pick as well as Olave, like I mentioned. And then Jarvis Landry in the late rounds. I feel like Jarvis, with uh, you know, if, if Thomas would have a setback, hopefully not. But if he would, then, I mean, Jarvis being for a, a big amount of targets, even with, if all three are healthy, I still think Jarvis could put together some, some sneaky good production being how reliable he's been throughout his career. I hope all that's right. I hope all that's right and the Saints made the playoffs. That's That's, that's really – I really need that to happen. Like it's 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 really crucial for my health. We're going to take a break. Yeah. We're going to come back <laughs> on the other side and talk. keep talking with Spencer, the fantasy guru. We're going to get into tight ends, which is always my favorite position to draft and my favorite position to handicap when I'm going into a draft. And, of course, we're going to get into quarterbacks, who Spencer already told us we need to draft late. We're going to talk about some specific guys and see what he thinks about those guys. It is the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, South Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. This is Brett Musburger's action update. Astros edge the White Sox 3 to 2 yesterday at guaranteed rate field. The Astros with a dollar 50 favorite total close at 8. The under cashed at 5. The Astros are 70, 43 and 5 to the under this season. Luis Garcia on the hill for Houston today, a dollar 25 favorite against Lucas Giolito over the White Sox plus 115, eight and a half under the total at guaranteed rate field. Eight and a half under means you'll pay more to bet the under. The NFL tomorrow, the Saints are a three-point road dog at the Green Bay Packers. Total 39 and a half at Lambeau tonight. Seahawks laying three and a half at home against the Bears. Red Hot winning picks available. Experts.winnersandwiners.com. 
Save 75% on any Best Bets package with the promo code ACTION75. That's ACTION75, experts.winnersandwiners.com. For more, go to vsin.com. Mike Sennett on the game. B-dubs, cocktails, pretzel knots, and mozzarella sticks. It's all on me today. Oh, so you're happy hour rich. When the happy hour menu is only 3 to 6 bucks from 3 to 6 p.m. 3 to 6 bucks, that's crazy. You know we're a happy hour right now from 3 to 6 p.m. It's happy hour? Crazy! We were here yesterday, too. Crazy! Quit playing. I'm gonna let you pay, though. Food, beer, and cocktails for 3 to $6 from 3 to 6 p.m. Buffalo Wild Wings for the greatest of all times. Monday through Friday only. Beer deals available all day. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. Hey soccer fans, Las Chivas de Guadalajara, the most popular soccer team in Mexico, play on Telemundo. Football is on the way. Follow every Liga MX home game on their quest for glory. Join all the action and excitement of Mexico's most emblematic team on Telemundo. Telemundo Lafayette is all things soccer. Watch Chivas Guadalajara on Telemundo Lafayette free over the air on Channel 50.3 and on Cox Channel 19. Check listings for games and times. Acadiana Farmers, Cattlemen, and Landowners. If you have agriculture or cattle land located in Karen Crow, Brobridge, Bridge, Parks, or St. Martinville, there may be conservation methods that qualify for financial assistance to help improve your farm or ranch. There's a program available through the Lafayette and Brobridge Bridge USDA and NRCS office that could help you with financial assistance for qualifying property. For more information, please contact the Lafayette USDA office at 337-262-6601, extension 3. I'm Terry Mitchell. I'm the director for Workforce Board 83. I've been here 32 years. We offer career counseling, learn while you earn, on-the-job training, work experience opportunities, and apprenticeship. Top-notch A1 staff. They're professional and they're here ready to help. They want to see individuals succeed. We're here to get you back to work, Louisiana. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. I thought learning a language would be too much work, but Babbel makes learning fun. J'aime Babel. Babbel's lessons only take 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, you can actually speak another language. Es como magia. Babbel isn't robots talking. You learn words and phrases from real native speakers. I was ready for real-life conversations in just a few weeks. So easy. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Research suggests that sports talk stations need to target millennials more. So here it goes. Did you know that the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, is the most lit sports talk station? And that our local hosts are on fleek. Look, we may not know how to properly use a hashtag. It's still a pound sign to us. But we do know about sports talk. Whether young or old, the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, is your home for great sports talk. We love talking about sports. Yeah. You love listening to sports. Yeah. Sounds like we were meant to be together. Or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us? Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We're back with Spencer, the guru, here on Footnotes on 1037 The Game, Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. And so we're going to get into tight ends and quarterback 
quarterback we're going to try to save for last. So we're getting a tight ends right now. And Spencer, the cheat sheet, man, I, I don't. I don't understand why. I'm a, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna need you to explain to me what is the reason that Mark Andrews is ahead of Travis Kelsey. It makes no sense. There's no logic behind it. There's no statistics that back it up. What is the reason why Andrews is ahead of Kelsey? Yeah, well, actually, last season statistics back it up. I mean, last year Andrews had a slightly better season, but uh, but like I said before, you know, you gotta look forward, and I feel like. For this season, I much prefer Kelsey because of the way Baltimore they stated it, and I believe them. They're they're going back to more of a run first approach. You know, last year they only passed as much as they did because their defense took a big step back, and they had no running game. Where this year they're going to have a running game again with J.K. Dobbins, and their defense should be a lot better with offseason reinforcements. So I'm thinking they go back to their old ways and. Andrews, I mean, he'll still be solid, but he, he's not going to be as good as Kelsey, I don't think. Where Kelsey's statistics, I think, could possibly go up. I know he's already at an elite level, but with no more Tyree Kill in Kansas City, he's he's the, by far the most familiar and trustworthy weapon for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's got all kind of new faces over there. So I think he's going to probably lean on Kelsey just as much or more than ever. So, I'd, yeah, I'd definitely go with Kelsey over Andrews, even though Andrews, had a slightly better year last year. But should they be ranked in the same tier? Like, should it be a tier of tight ends where it's like Kelsey Andrews or 1 2, 1 2? Or is, I mean, before last year, Andrews was in that middle of the pack, right? He was four, five, six best tight end. Yeah. There were many tight ends that you could compare to Andrews. And now not only is he in the same tier as Travis Kelsey, but he's like ranked ahead of him in most of these cheat sheets. So I think, I just think Kelsey's in that tier of his own. But do you think that Andrews should be at least even in that one-two conversation, or is he still three, four, five, like where he's been his whole career? Oh yeah, no, I'm, I got him ranked two. You know, I think he's made enough of a leap. So even with the the Ravens running more, I still think he'll go over a thousand yards and have eight or ten touchdowns. So yeah, I, I think he's established himself as an elite option at the position. I also really like Kyle Pitts early because I feel like Pitts. I know Atlanta's not too good, but he's he's going to get so many targets there, and and there's no way he's only going to get one touchdown again. His touchdown should should spike this year up to at least six to eight, to where I think he's. I, don't, I wouldn't take him above those top two, but he's. Uh, I'd be tempted to put him in that top tier because he just got so much upside. All right, you get into your fantasy draft. Andrews, Kelsey, and Pitts go off the board. You don't have your tight end yet. I mean, what do you do? I mean, I know you still got Kittle and Waller. Those guys have, have performed pretty well. But other than that, it drops off substantially after that. What's your tight end philosophy if you're in the middle of your draft, the top guys are gone, and everybody else is just kind of the same player? Where, what do you do in that in that spot? Yeah, I feel like kind of the, uh, the hack to that, you know, is the uh, the – the league winner for me in the middle rounds of tight end is, is Dalton Schultz with the Cowboys. I, mean, I try not to draft Cowboys, but if they're going to produce for me in fantasy, I'm taking them. And Schultz is somebody I think is going to produce very well. And someone I've already gotten in multiple of my early drafts. And he usually always comes at a value there because people don't think of him as a top-performing tight end. But last season, he finished as, a, as the third that's tight end, and this year I think he might be able, to be able to do even better as far as he should see more opportunities, and he stayed healthy. You know, a lot of these guys are like Kittle and Waller, as talented as they are. They're probably better on a per-game basis, but they always seem to pick up injuries throughout the year, where Schultz, I mean, he's 
had a good injury history, and he's somebody that with with Amari Cooper no longer in Dallas and Michael Gallup on the pup list, he's he's a guy that I think could. I don't know if he'll quite crack a thousand, but I think he could crack at least eight or nine hundred receiving yards. And with you know how much of Mike McCarthy and them, they love to throw the ball there with Dak Prescott. So I'm thinking Schultz is. And this out of one of the elite options, I would uh, I would try to target Schultz in the middle round. Hannah, put a little check mark by Dalton Schultz. That's the that's the information that we have Spencer on for us. That kind of that's the kind of stuff that I, I don't worry. I'm making a list. That's the kind of stuff that wins <laughs> fantasy leagues right there. Taking ev- Dalton Schultz. Ev- every name he has mentioned, I've written <laughs> down. Don't worry. That's what you got to do. Hey, the man the man plays in like ten leagues and he wins half of them. So the man knows what he's talking about when it comes to fantasy <laughs> football. We're talking about the Spencer, the fantasy guru. All right, let's get into quarterbacks. We got about uh, two or three minutes to get into quarterbacks. The main one I want to ask you about. We all know the top guys: Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, whatever. I want to ask you about Tua because I've been hearing so much, uh, I don't want to call it misinformation, but just so much crazy predictions about Tua. Um, on this cheat sheet I have, he's ranked number 17. He does have Tyreek Hill, who you mentioned earlier, taking him away from the Kansas City offense may help Travis Kelsey. What does Tyreek Hill do for Tua, and do you think Tua is worth a, a look at a potential back end of, you know, say, uh, uh, drafting him as a starter. I think he may be worth looking at a backup. But if you got, like, the 10th or 11th uh, quarterback taken off the board, is it worth a chance to maybe take a flyer on Tua this year? Yeah, I think he could be a decent backup. I definitely wouldn't trust him as a starter because I feel like he's gonna he's still going to be pretty inconsistent. But I think Tyree Kill will boost his numbers, you know, especially, like, in the right matchups. I think he'll, he'll have some, some big leaks. So I wouldn't mind him as a backup. I think he's... He's kind of similar to Jameis in that regard. I'd probably slightly prefer him over Jameis, being that he's he's got a, such an elite weapon there with Tyree Kill, as well as Jalen Waddle, who had a really nice rookie year. So yeah, I think he's I think he's solid, but he's just his his arm. I know he had that big big play to Hill in camp that everyone made a big deal about, but I, I just feel like consistently, I don't know if he's gonna be able to execute that. So I mean, I'm honestly not really targeting him. The ones that I'm more targeting there is those late round backups with potential for more of the uh, Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance. You know, they're both in their second year, their rookie years where uh where, where Lawrence is a disaster and Lance barely got to see the field. But I think in year two for both of them they should be much improved and and be guys that could end up being top twelve quarterbacks that you can usually get late in your draft. How many leagues you in this year, Spencer? Oh, shoot, between, uh, I think, like, at least 10 to 12 redrafts and then a couple best balls. So, yeah, a lot. Of, a lot. <laughs> Too many, but I'm, uh, I love to do it. So. <laughs> That's Spencer, the guru. Check him out on <laughs> BetNola. You can go to BetNola and read all his stuff. Always a great option for fantasy advice and fantasy stats. Sometimes I'll text Spencer like in the middle of a draft. Hey, it's the 12th round. Who do I draft? And Spencer will come up with a nice nugget. Spencer, thanks for joining us today on Footnotes. Yeah, no problem, Nick. Appreciate it, man. That's the man. Hey, look, say what you want about Spencer. When it comes to fantasy football, that dude has cheat sheets and draft boards, and he, you know, he got like the, you know, the Charlie from uh, "It's Always Sunny," where he's got the lines going off and everything. That's what Spencer has: binders and notes and all kind of stuff. And Spencer gets you ready for the draft. And Hannah, if you take some of that advice that he just gave us today, you're gonna win. I hope so. Uh, you're ready now. I mean, before you weren't ready, you were worried about it. Now you should be 
prepared. You got all the Spencer notes in your back pocket. You're going to be fine at the draft on Sunday. We're going to come back and close out this edition of Footnotes. It is the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. You love sports. We love sports. My kids love sports. Our dog loves sports. The cat. What, are you kidding me? No. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. My name is Stephanie Simeon. I am the executive director for the Workforce Development Board. We want our community back in Lake Charles. We offer a plethora of services, education, financial assistance, supportive services. We are here to put you back to work, Louisiana. Find out how the Louisiana Workforce Commission can help you at laworks.net. Bill was tired of saying no to his kids because of his debilitating pain. I have three kids that are 13 and under. Every day they're asking, Dad, can we take a bike ride? Dad, can we play ping pong? Unfortunately, in the past, I had to sadly say no quite often. An accident left Bill with aching knees and shoulders. Even after four knee surgeries, Bill still felt constant pain in his knees. And then he discovered QC Kinetics and their natural biologic therapies. I did it on the knee. It really became life-changing. I've had the same results with the shoulder. QC Kinetics non-invasive regenerative treatments help restore damaged tissue and provided much needed relief for knees hips shoulders and backs right there in the office no downtime bill's able to do just about anything these days like taking my kids to disney world and walking 10 miles a day at disney bike riding taking a walk on the beach call qc kinetics for your free consultation today call qc kinetics 337-243-4222 that's 337-243-4222 337-243-4222. Hi, it's RP3 with The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. This year, we've teamed up with our friends at Service Chevrolet Cadillac for the Eyes on the Road campaign. While cell phone use still remains the highest in distracted driving, there are other distractions to be aware of, such as GPS screens, eating, drinking, reaching down, or turning around. Anything that takes your eyes and even your mind off the road for a second can lead to an accident. Eyes on the Road, Acadiana. From The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, and Service Chevrolet Cadillac. I try to save money when I can, but lately, I've been stretching my dollars so much, I'm getting a cramp. That's why I'm glad I went to Kohl's for great back-to-school deals, like kids' clothes for under $7, sheets for just $9.99, and the cutest jeans for under $20. Plus, I earned Kohl's cash, so when times are tight, get to Kohl's. Select styles ends August 21st. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Did you miss the latest episode of Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh? Here's Here's what what the the fellas fellas said. As much as we love Jameis on this show, Jameis is going to throw 15-plus picks. No, calm down. He's he's going to. No, it's going to be 11 or 12. Let's make a bet then. Let's make a bet. Let's make a bet. Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Weekday afternoons, 4 to 6 on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com can help you with your date night blues. You have date night blues, you can go to the clubhouse and they will hook you up. You can become a member of the Rewards Club. 
you will have a chance to win $50 gift certificate to Cypress Bayou, $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's, and a $25 gift certificate to Acadiana Bar and Grill or to Mabel's Kitchen. You can only score these great prizes by becoming a member of the game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. So go and sign up today. We have a little bit of time before we end the segment to get deeper into uh, the Saints discussion. I haven't talked a whole lot of Saints, which is odd for our footnotes. I know that he would have talked a lot of Saints, a lot of Astros. We kind of went down that Miles Brennan road that we didn't know we were going to go down, but that's all right. I think we got some really good points, some really good takes. I think the opinions that were shared on Miles Brennan, uh, if we put them all together in a hat, like I had said earlier, I think we'll form the right opinion. I think it was, it's a little bit of what, what everybody said, and I think that's how we get to where Miles Brennan is. But I, I just think Jaden Daniels is just going to be significantly better, and I think uh, LSU is going to have a pretty good season. But let's get back to the Saints because uh, as the last time I was here when I filled in for Ray, I was saying how the national media is – uh, was was not really high on the Saints or, or thinking that the Saints uh, were going to be a playoff team. And and uh, since then, I've seen some national media that have come on board. Uh, some national media saying that the Saints are going to be a playoff team and the Saints should be a playoff team. Uh, and not saying it as a hot take or not saying it as um, – you know, some kind of joke or to get a rise or, or, or anything like that. They're, they're being serious about it. And I think uh, it's, it's what you're seeing in, in camp right now. This defense is playing lights out. If you pay attention to anything the Saints are doing in camp, look at what happened yesterday against the Green Bay Packers. Shut them down on offense. Aaron Rodgers threw an interception. Marcus May picked them off. The second team came in and shut them down. They got absolutely no yards in the running game. On offense, Alave and Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry are finding their own uh, roles in this team and playing together. And really, giving Jameis Winston the weapons that he did not have last year. You talk about Jameis Winston going 5-2 uh, and two in his first seven starts before he got hurt. And you talk about the guys he was throwing to, Marcus Calloway. Uh, you know, Taysom Hill, one of his uh, offensive targets. Uh, you know, Adam Troutman being a, a main focus of the offense. I think Foot's a little higher on Troutman than I am. I, I don't think Foot, Troutman's a very good player, but I think he's going to be the number one option at tight end. He might get a little bit better this year. Um, Alvin Kamara having to be the basically the only offensive weapon that we had. Led the team in rushing, led the team in receptions, led the team in touchdowns, and he missed four games. Like that's the kind of offense they had last year where they started guys like Ian Book and Trevor Simeon. And Trevor Simeon was never really the problem. It was the rest of the team. Trevor Simeon didn't play bad. Now, he played bad in that Eagles game. But other than that, he didn't play poorly. He played well. He played well enough to win. It was just the rest of the team wasn't supporting him. I think this year you're going to have that support. I don't think we talk about Tyron Matthew enough. And I'm not saying that Tyron Matthew is going to be the player he was four or five years ago. But I think it's the leadership that he brings and the desire to be where he is, to play for his hometown team, to be in New Orleans, to play with these guys, to play with this defense. Demario Davis, uh, an exceptional leader. Cameron Jordan always seems to be having fun, everybody having fun, on top of the fact that he's getting double-digit sacks every single year. Adding a Tyron Matthew, where you lose Marcus Williams, but you add Tyron Matthew, that's about as good of a trade-off as you can get. 
you lose Malcolm Jenkins, you add Marcus May. You've already seen May make a lot of plays in, in training camp. I think he's going to fit in nicely. Paulson Adebo's coming on. I just think the defense is loaded. Linebacker worries me. But the thing about linebacker is the best player on the entire team is a linebacker. So if your best player on the whole team is a linebacker, he's, he's going to make up substantially for what you're missing on the sides with you know, Pete, Pete Werner, Zach Bonner, whoever they may have. I think DeMario Davis is that good to make a difference. So I think the defense is loaded. I don't think their teams are going to be scoring too many points on the Saints. I think the offense is going to be drastically better than last year. This is a nine-win team from last year that has improved. If you're sitting here and saying the Saints are not going to make the playoffs or the Saints are going to be bad, then you're not paying attention. Because last year this team went 9-7 and seven with a horrible roster. Do they have a new head coach? Yes. That's going to play a factor. I don't think we are thinking about how much we're going to miss Sean Payton because we are going to miss him. But these reports are coming out that Sean Payton didn't want to be here for the last three or four years. He was looking for a way out, even when Drew was here. So I don't think it's going to be as big a factor as some people are making it out to be. I think the only people that are hating on the Saints right now are thinking about Jameis Winston's 30 interception season. And that's such an anomaly for his career. Never had more than 12 before the 30 season. So why is the 30 season the one that we all dwell on? Why is the 30 season where he also, by the way, threw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, but nobody ever mentions that. It's just the 30 interceptions. Why are we dwelling on 30 interceptions when the man never threw for 12 before that? Last year, he had 14-2 and two in seven games. Why are we dwelling on those things? No, all we think about is the 30 interceptions, and, and Jameis always throws 30 interceptions. Well, that's just not true. So if Jameis has any kind of an average Jameis season that we're used to, the Saints are going to be just fine. It's a nine-win season that's gotten better. The Saints are making the playoffs. If you don't like it, you're just a hater. That's going to do it for me on Footnotes. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. It's the game, 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, South Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. The Cajun Man Triathlon and Duathlon is Sunday, August 28th. Register now at latrail.org. This race is one of the best 